following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another week of the Sumner County Sports Show. Joining me, as always, on the ones and twos behind the scenes is our good, good producer, Justin Kulik, soon-to-be award-winning producer. I am Zach Womble, and boy, do we have a jam-packed show for you today, highlighted by Station Camp Girls soccer coach Jeremy Cook, who will join us later on in the show. Uh, before we do any of that, though, we want to ask you to please like, subscribe, and rate the pod – or, excuse me, rate the show. i got to get out of calling it a podcast. From, we're transitioning to it actually being an actual show now. But rate the show wherever you may be listening. Uh, you can follow us on YouTube at Main Street Media TV and download our app, Main Street Media TV, on Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple, and Google, and more. So there's plenty of ways to find us. And that's how you can do so. And as always, a huge thank you to the fans who tune in each and every week. Your support is greatly appreciated. We kick off this Wednesday show with three big things. One of our big thing, or I should say two of our big things revolve around Station Camp High School. The other is our football slate. But the first one being Station Camp winning the District 9-3A Volleyball Championship yesterday on Tuesday at Gallatin High School. And, you know, Obviously, it's great to win a district championship in any sport in any season, but just adding to the greatness of it all is this is their sixth, yes, count them, six straight district tournament championships for Station Camp High School in Molly Yarbrough. They defeated Gallatin High School three to one in a in a in a game and in a season in which you know you weren't sure if Station Camp was going to bring home that title like they had in the previous five seasons. This is a program that won fifty seven straight district matches between losses. Their only loss this season came to that same Gallatin team back on September 1st. Like I said, that loss snapped a 57-match win streak, dating all the way back to 2016 when Station Camp lost three times during the regular season uh, to Portland, Mount Juliet, and Beach, if I remember that correctly, Uh, but then lost in the district tournament, didn't make the region. And then once 2017 rolled around, they kind of began this 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 uh, dominance of, if you will, of their district and of their of their region. And so uh, they've been to the state tournament twice in that span. They've been to the sectionals, it seems like every year uh, in, in that span. And so, you know, for them to graduate as many seniors as they did last year, you know, really only three players from last year's team had been in those situations, had been in those moments, had been in those big games and knew what it felt like to, to win those those games. And so it was kind of a new team this year and to, you know, go through the year seven and one rebound refocus after that loss to Gallatin uh, and, and win the district tournament championship is something to, to clap your hands for. I was actually able to speak with Molly Yarbrough uh, after that win. You can check out that story on MainStreetPreps.com. She details um, what her team went through after losing that game on September 1st and kind of how they were able to navigate through it since and get to the where they are now. And both Gallatin and Station Camp uh, will – well, uh, you can pull those images off, Justin. Gallatin and Station Camp uh, will both advance to the region tournament um, next week. We think it's at Hillsboro. I'm not totally sure, um, but I haven't seen the final of of Hillsboro and McGavick or who's going to win that district yet. It's likely going to be at Hillsboro because I know they were undefeated in district regular season play, but 
not not 100 fact yet so we're not uh, reporting where it is yet so it's still to be to be determined and uh you know i know the loss is tough for gallatin but i don't, I don't want this season to get lost on them you know they went five and two this regular season they tied portland for second uh in the regular season they actually beat portland in the semifinals to advance to the district tournament championship so to get to a region tournament for the first time in what seems like a really long time for gallatin for emily ingham to to lead her team to that is is something to be commended for as well and so you know, these, these are two teams, Stacia Kim and Gallatin, who I think stand a really good chance uh, to once again play each other for a region title uh, and move on to a sectional round game. And, and once you get to sectionals, anything can happen because uh, that means you're just one game away from the state tournament. So uh, shout out to Stacia Kim for winning the District 9-3 Volleyball Championship. Uh, our second big thing, our, our football slate this week. We've, we've only got a few games as everybody's kind of enjoying fall break. I'm going to quick hit those because – We've got to get to our interview with Jeremy Cook, who is also part of our three big things. Uh, so that kind of segues into that. But our second thing, our football slate this week, is really highlighted by Beach and Springfield. Beach 5-1 and one on the season, Springfield 6-1. and one. Um, Springfield, their only loss came last week against a really good Henry County team. Team Beach beat earlier this season, but uh, Henry County beat them in overtime. And so – you know, I know Springfield is going to be a really good team. Dustin Wilson does an incredible job, as good of anyone, uh, a coach in the state of Tennessee. So that's that's going to be a really good game on Shackle Island. So uh, if you're looking for a game to go to this Friday night, I, I would look at Beach and Springfield. And then Hendersonville, Shelbyville. Shelbyville has not won a game this season. Hendersonville is kind of trying to get back on, on track. Liberty Creek hosts uh, a team out of Kentucky. I don't really know what to say about that. Uh, Crittenden County. We'll see what happens there, and then and then station camp on the road at Wilson Central, the the county's only region game of the week. So uh, that's our football slate this week, and um, then moving on to our third big thing, which is station camp soccer. And like I said, uh, after the break, we're going to bring in Jeremy Cook to talk about his team. But they were able to win uh, the district regular season last, uh, I believe it was Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last night they they won the uh, regular season last night. Defeating Beach seven to one uh, made them three and zero in the district. Defeating Gallatin, uh, Hendersonville, and, and Station Camp, so they've won the regular season. Now all the tournament games will be will be played at uh, Field of Dreams, which is Hendersonville's uh, home park, which is Russ Plummer Stadium, unofficially Russ Plummer Stadium uh, at Drake Creek Park. So starting next Tuesday, which is the eleventh. And then the championship will be the 13th, which is next Thursday. Uh, the district tournament will happen, which obviously features Hendersonville, Gallatin, Station Camp, and Beach. And so, um, but we're going to get into more of Station Camp here in a little bit after the break. And so, um, actually, it's a great segue, a great opportunity for me to talk about our sponsor, the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, where fans don't let fans drive drunk. Uh, we want to reiterate that point over and over again. So shout out to – or say thank you, excuse me. Well, I guess shout out works, but thank you uh, to, the, to the Tennessee Highway Safety Office for always providing that message uh, to our fans and to our listeners. And so uh, we're going to take a quick break, but when we do, we're going to hear from Jeremy Cook. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. You're <laughs> <laughs> really good try. There aren't any cops around. I didn't think there were any cops around. I drink and drive all the time. Sir. Sir, you've been in a serious crash. I need you to hang on, okay? Love your name, sir. You're in a great 
It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year. I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. And just like that, we're back. And we promised you that we would bring in Station Camp Girls soccer coach Jeremy Cook to the show. Coach, it's my understanding you're joining us from uh, a golf course. Is that, is that true? Actually, we just made the turn, so uh, it's uh, a good time to stop and be able to talk to you, man. How's the uh, how's the front nine going? Uh, first hole was pretty bad. I'm not going to lie, but after that I got together. So it's been pretty good. I got the, I got the son out here, so he's enjoying it. It's his first time playing more about having a good time today. Yeah. Hey, I completely understand. That's, you know, that's why I always buy the, uh, 36 pack of refurbished balls from target from 1299 <laughs> because, you know, I'm, you know, I can't be, I can't be spending too much money on lost balls. So I, I understand completely. I'm not going to lie. I went to Walmart this morning and did the same thing. Yeah, there we go. Hey, uh, we really appreciate you, you jumping on with us uh, to talk about your team. Um, you know, we talked about it before the break. They were able to to wrap up the district regular season last night with a victory over Beach. Um, you guys have kind of gone through it a little bit this year. So before we get into the weeds, can you just speak to the level of resiliency your team has gone through this year just to just to get to this moment and give yourself the one seed going into the tournament next week? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've got obviously some a couple of freshmen that are really stepping up, so players learning that. Obviously, the loss of L, our leader, right at the very beginning in preseason again, and then we played a tough schedule. And uh, I know that's you know hard as far as getting wins and losses column the right way in the stats, but at the same time, I think it prepares you better for the postseason. So we've had a couple of losses and a couple of ties here that you know. Obviously, we you know we rather win, but at the same time, I think it builds a lot, like you said, a lot more resiliency with the girls. We're showing a picture right now uh, of you on the sidelines, and and alongside you is L. And this photo was from last year, I believe it was in the sectional game against Nolansville when she went out. Um, you know, you had you had a great quote. You know, Russell Venosi sh- saw you earlier this year after I think you after you played Lipscomb Academy. And you had a great quote. You told him, you know, it was heartbreaking losing L to the ACL that she suffered during the preseason. Um, and then Aiden Wood told him that, it, you know, this season, this whole this team would play for L this season. Is that what you've seen uh, from your girls this year? 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, it's, and, and I know most people who play sports understand this. There's, there's always that one player in your team that just no matter what will be there early, be there late, will show everybody the love they need, will be that leader. And that was L for us. And like I said, it, it's not just a matter of how good a player she was. It's just the, the ability to bring the girls together. And I know everybody says, but she can do it on the sideline. It's different, though. It's just, it's just different. It, it's harder for her. It's an understanding that, you know, she's got a different role in this team. And as a young girl, I mean, that's, that's heartbreaking to lose your senior season and then try to be asked to go out there and still lead your team whenever you know you can't get out there and play. But Aiden wrapped it up perfectly. I mean, all the, all the girls love Elle. I mean, they love her. And they, they knew right then that they were going to play as hard as they can just, just to get her, you know, even though she can't be out there, just to get her the goals that she wanted. Absolutely. And, um, you know, you, you speak to the great leader she was. And, you know, you, you don't want to downplay what she did. I mean, she was, a tw- I believe, a 20-goal scorer last year, uh, you know, tens of assists. I mean, she was a, a dynamic player for you guys up top. How, how was the formation change how has it gone essentially for you guys? I mean, obviously you've had to move some pieces here and there. So what has that looked like? And, and I'm sure there were some rough patches along the way at the start, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we're, we're trying to figure that out early on. And unfortunately it was, you know, we'd start the season that way too. But at the same time, like I think it, you know, allowed the girls, a couple other girls to step up. Right. And uh, we found out early that there was two different players that we could put in that position, depending on the type of uh, team we're playing. Uh, Brawley's been stepping in, playing that that nine role, what we call center striker. Uh, you know, is is a good player to find her feet, and then she can distribute the ball. And then uh, Emery's little sister, Mallory Springs, she's done a great job because she's that another one of those explosive players that we can just put up there and allow her to go forward at people. Uh, so it depends on the type of team you're playing, but we we can put both of them in there. Twelve, two, and three on the year. Um, so your 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 record looks really good. And, and you're right. If you go through the schedule, I mean, there's a lot of hard opponents on there. And we'll get to the good here in a minute. But I'll, I want to look at maybe uh, not the bad, but just maybe not the good for a moment. You've got you your ties with Father Ryan Dixie Heights in a tournament. I don't know I, where. First off, where is Dixie Heights from? How do you even categorize a tie like that? But but really, your losses to Nolansville, a team that you saw in the sectionals last year. And then the USJ six nothing loss. That's tough. What do you try to take away from those tournaments and especially those losses? Yeah, and the uh, the two ties is Father Ryan Dixie Hike and the the six nothing loss to USJ was in Gatlinburg, right? And those tournaments, you know, it's I think they're great uh, as far as being able to play different opponents that you don't normally play, like you said with Dixie Hike, um, and then even USJ. But also, it also allows you know when you play three games in three days, you can't play your you know your normal rotation of players all three days. You, you're getting everybody minutes, you're getting everybody playing time, you're shuffling pieces around. It's a lot of different things that go into that. And if you ever look at my tweets and you see something about our Sunday game, it always says hashtag Sundays in Gatlinburg. For some reason, both boys and girls, we just have a terrible Sunday in Gatlinburg. It's just historically been that way. Um, so it's just it's kind of how it is. I'm not. I wasn't too disappointed in the game. The one game I was, I guess, would be the Saturday morning tie to Dixie Heights. I felt like we we should have played a lot better in that game. But it was tough to play Friday evening and turn around and play Saturday morning. So you got two games in about 14 hours, and that's, that's just hard on the girls. So overall, I mean, I wasn't too upset about it. You know, okay, let's let's look at the positive here because there's a lot of positives with this season. You've got good wins over Hendersonville, Gallatin, CPA, 
Mount Juliet, Siegel, Ravenwood, Lipscomb Academy. Clearly, your girls know what it takes to beat top talent, right? My question for you is, how do you bring all that together at the right time, which is tournament time? Yeah, that's that's been the thing we've been preaching all year round. Uh, I think the girls um, understand what it takes because you know I've been asking them to perform at a level that they want to play in postseason all year round. And I don't think we've quite gotten there, but as we've gotten to the district games, uh, they're starting to pull it all together. And I think they understand. We, we always talk about this, right? We want to be peaking at the right time. And I think right now is when they're getting it all together. And uh, I think they understand exactly what it takes at this time in order to play. You know, you, you've got you've got a couple of days off, right? Gal, I think Gallatin and Hendersonville close out the regular season on Thursday. Will you go watch that soccer game? Um, and, and if you do, I know you've been able to go watch soccer games before in the past. How, how is it different? Is it different at all being able to watch it live compared to tape? And if so, what do what do you gain out of watching a match live? Uh, first of all, yeah, of course, you know me. I, I go to as many games as possible, so I'll be there for that game. Uh, watching it live, it's just it's different, right? It's uh, I like to feel live because you can get a more, a more feel for the flow of the game. You can see the sideline, see how the players react, everything else. Where film, you don't necessarily get all that. I do like the advantage, the you know, advantage point, excuse me, from film though. It's much higher up, and you can see the field in the bigger area. But I like seeing both, right? Because sometimes getting a feel for what they do live is just it's it's easier for me to watch. So I like both. They both have the benefits, but yeah, of course, I'll be there. You know, I think you guys are trying to make Station Camp's trying to make the t- state tournament for the first time since 2008, if I remember that correctly. Is there a pressure at all f- that the girls feel? Uh, with that, do you ever t- do you talk about trying to just break through that wall no- now, knowing now that you have at least been to the sectionals and know what it feels like and know what it takes to get there? Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think 2008 they were in double A, so I don't think we've ever made it in triple A per se. Um, so they know that we are trying to get there, um, but I hope I hope they don't feel the pressure. I don't want them to have the pressure on them. I rather you know I try to tell them all the time that I rather. You know, I say, hey, if you do well, all the parents are going to say is, wow, the girls play great. But if you play poorly, they're going to say, well, what did Coach Jeremy do? So I'm trying to make them understand the pressure is not on them. But they just need to go out there and have a good time and enjoy the moment. Because if they if they can accomplish that goal of getting to state tournament the first time AAA, uh, it's going to be amazing. Because at the same time, uh, and this is maybe something you're going to bring up later, but look at the enrollment numbers. We're, we're down to 11.07, which means we're probably down in AA. So to have your last year in AAA, uh, and then go to the state tournament and make a run, that would be fantastic for these girls, especially for these seniors. And, you know, not not to not to get too far ahead of yourself, but this is a conversation I've had in the boys' season as well with other coaches, but just because of who you match up with in, in the section around, if you can get into the state tournament, that means you have to beat the Brentwoods and the Franklins or the Ravenwoods or, or whoever comes out of that region. If you're good enough to beat them, you're good enough to win it all, right? Is that kind of the how, how you guys feel and how you guys talk? Always, always, because those, those teams are always some of the best teams in the state. Uh, of course, Bearden and Houston are doing phenomenal this year. Um, I guess Bearden's ranked number one nationally right now, so they're, they're going to be both to, two tough opponents. And anybody who makes it to the state tournament is a good team. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. If you can beat one of those Williamson County teams, they're always one of the top teams in the state, so you've always got a chance. Very good. Well, Coach Cook, I'll let you get back to that turn, man. I won't keep you uh, from golfing too long uh, or keep you away from golf too long. Best of luck on the back nine. Hit them straight, man, and we'll uh, we'll catch up soon. I appreciate that. Thanks, man.
You bet. That was Station oh. Camp head coach Jeremy Cook joining us from – I believe he said he was at Long Hollow on the golf course. So, lucky him. Uh, I, wonder, I wonder, I'm going to have to text him and see what his scorecard is. Maybe we can do a little comparison. But, uh, anyways, just want to thank him for jumping on with us. We're going to take a quick break, but when we do, we're going to jump into Player of the Week and then we're going to close out the show with a little overtime. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. (laughs) (laughs) You're really good try. There aren't any cops around. I didn't think there were any cops around. I drink and drive all the time. Sir. Sir, you've been in a serious crash. I need you to hang out, okay? It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. Just like that, we're back. We're going to close up the show here soon. But before we do that, we've got to hand out our Player of the Week award, something we always love to do here at Main Street Preps. And that is, you see the picture right there. That is Portland senior Freddie Paxton. Listen, Freddie Paxton is a three-sport athlete at Portland High School, whether it's football, basketball, baseball. He kind of does it all. And um, on Friday night, he kind of wrote himself into the record books at Portland High School, he finished the 28-14 to win over Kenwood with 17 carries for 82 yards and another catch for 28 yards. But in the first quarter, and I believe this is the photo right here, he surpassed 3,000 all career all-purpose yards with a, with a 90-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. So he was our Sumner County Player of the Week this week, Freddie Paxton. You can also vote for Freddie Paxton over at MainStreetPreps.com for our Main Street Preps fan-voted player of the week for week seven. And so Portland is off this week, but Freddie Paxton, quite the athlete, rushing for 82 yards, catching another pass for 28 yards, a 90-yard kickoff return for six, gets him over 3,000 career all-purpose yards at Portland High School. So when he's not making plays on the football field, he'll be making plays on the basketball hardwood and then on the baseball diamond. So I believe this is the first time we've honored Freddie this year with our Sumner County Player of the Week, but uh, certainly may, certainly uh, well-deserved. If I may for, interject here real quick. Sorry, Zach. I know I usually don't do this, but number 11, how far off he is from tackling that guy? Yeah. It's, it's just abysmal. I just wanted to point that out. Well, okay. Thank you. Thank you. For pointing that out it uh it's a it's you know maybe 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 freddie just like maybe maybe I, what i think happened you know what i you know what i think happened justin i think 11, i think 11 was in like really good position right. and then freddie and then freddie just like hit him with that uh-uh that like that uh-uh that one two while you know he was what I mean? right while while 11 was already initiating the tackle exactly right. like he was going in and then, like, Freddie just hit him with that boom, boom, that uh-uh, that, that quick one-two. And he's just – 11's just trying to recover. And he's making a great effort at it. He's right. But, but I think Freddie – I, I think Freddie just maybe 
had I think Freddie may have been, maybe had just a little bit too much sauce for number right. eleven, and so I he was just able, it was probably a good effort. You're right. Yeah, I think it. I think it was a good effort. Just, just Freddie, just uh, uh-uh, you know what I'm saying? Just hit him, hit him with that yep. one two, and I then agree. and then raced and then raced 90 yards uh, for the score. And let me tell you this, Freddie, he has got plenty of touchdowns in his career at Portland High School. Whether whether receiving, whether rushing, or on kickoff or punt returns, that guy is electric with the football in his hands. I think even as like a sophomore, or maybe he was just a junior. But he was like my Sumner County first team, like kick, like return man of the year because he, I mean, he had several touchdowns and like lots of yards. He, he's just a really good athlete, and so uh, yeah, I just think I just think he hit eleven with that one two and eleven, just trying to make the late adjustment and just just couldn't just couldn't get there. So I, that's what edge, I think happened. Had the edge, just couldn't make the tackle. Yeah, just, just I think, I think, I think Freddie just maybe was a little bit better athlete, right? In that moment, right? Just yeah, in, that, in sure, that moment. I'm sure his teammates, 11's teammates, picked him up and you know tapped him on the helmet and said, "Hey, good effort." None of us, none of us would have gotten. Hey, literally, hey, literally, nobody else touched him. So, yes. I mean, all right, you know, when you're when you're going back, when you're going back on on Saturday morning to check the film, check the tape, eye in the sky because it doesn't lie, right? Right, and never. nobody touches him. It's like, hey, you know, maybe he just, maybe he just, uh, uh-uh, uh, he just hit us with it, hit us with it, you know. Exactly. Someone's got to be the poster, and I guess you know, it's got to be eleven. We got to clip this segment. Honestly, I think this might be the greatest player of the week segment in the history of the player of the week segments. Absolutely, and, and I, it, it'd be unfortunate if it went viral for number eleven. But you know what? We're lifting him up. We're lifting up his spirits. So hope maybe it'll they'll look at it the other way around instead of. <laughs> How horrible it looks. Just Justin's handing out Justin's handing out thoughts and prayers, essentially, is what exactly. I'll word it whenever I tweet it uh in a, in a very endearing way to a number eleven. There we go. There we go. That so again, cra- congratulations to Freddie Paxton on that award. Again, please go over to MainStreetPreps.com right now and vote for Freddie in this in our Main Street Preps fan voted poll. I believe you have until the end of today, the end of tonight, I think midnight, to get your votes in. And so Hey, I believe all you did. All you got to do is give an email address. Everybody's got an email address. Just give, just give us an email address, and you can vote uh, as many times as you want. So, congratulations to Freddie Paxton. And then our last topic. What do you think? I mean, I mean, what do you think? It's been Tennessee football. It was Tennessee football before that, and it's Tennessee football again. I I I wore this shirt not. Not because that's what I'm doing today. I had a meeting earlier today, so I had to throw on a, a, a collared shirt, and this was this was the best. Honestly, it's the best collared shirt you have because it's game week, and hey, they're four and zero. But just to build on that, I know I know I've been living in bliss the last week, but in all seriousness, this one's going to be a tough one Saturday night. I just want to go on the record that it's going to be tough. It's going to be Tennessee's toughest game, toughest opponent, toughest environment, and if they come out with a victory at LSU. They're gonna really gonna earn that one, and that's gonna be one of those like. Man. Oh yes, Justin. Billy, Billy tried to do me dirty a couple weeks ago. What George Plaster said was, "quote the redneck version of Rocky Top with the banjos, the original." But he doesn't know that I love that version of Rocky Top by the Osborne Brothers. So. You know, all versions of Rocky Top are great, 
That's a great one. I love the original. I love the banjo. If I wish I could play, that'd be the first song. If I would have took the time and had the patience and energy to learn the banjo or the guitar, that's the first one I'm learning. Not smoke on the water. Everyone does that. Everyone does smoke on the water. I'm learning. I'm learning Rocky Top. But in all seriousness, big game Saturday. Follow me on Twitter at Zach Womble MSP. We can go through all the emotions together, the ups, the downs. Of course, you can check out all the coverage of Sumner County High School Sports, MainStreetPreps.com, on my Twitter as well, at Zach Womble MSP, all our various Facebook pages, the Gallatin News, the Hendersonville Standard, the Portland Sun. And so with that, I leave you the basketball shot heard around the world. I made it last week, but I saw on the replay that my hand was in the way. That's all. I, I really did make it. I'm going to try to make sure I stay out of the way this time. But here we go. For all the glory – for all the marbles, I did not make it, but I will still see you next week.